Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Hopefully everybody out there had a great Christmas if you do celebrate. I do celebrate Christmas and I actually had a great Christmas. My girlfriend Nicole decided to set everything up for a Star Wars Christmas for me because she knows that I'm a big fan of Star Wars. Overall, it was a great one for me. As you the listener know, this episode is falling on New Year's Eve, so... If you do go out to celebrate New Year's Eve, be safe, and let's just hope that 2022 is going to be just an overall great year for all of us. I do think it's time we jump into the episode, or more appropriately, jump into the Matrix. This is the 2021 Lana Wachowski-directed The Matrix Resurrections. I'm going to try to describe the plot the best I can. It's like any other Matrix film. It's kind of convoluted, yet somehow it feels like it makes sense, even if it doesn't. Before I actually explain the plot, be warned that there may be some mild spoilers coming up. This is definitely a tricky one to talk about without spoiling it a tiny bit. So if you want to go in with no expectations and a fresh mindset, I recommend watching it first and then coming back to hear what I had to say about it. The Matrix Resurrections focuses on game designer Thomas Anderson, played by Keanu Reeves. We find out what we viewed in the other Matrix films was simply a video game. Thomas Anderson is now working on a video game called Binary, which is a game that's over budget and may never actually be released. During a conversation with his boss, Thomas Anderson finds out that Warner Brothers Games is making a new Matrix trilogy of video games and that this is going to be Thomas Anderson's new project, whether he likes it or not. So, he could either take his creation under his wing, create these new games, or he probably could walk away. Either way, these games are going to be made with or without him. Thomas Anderson seems to have trouble adjusting to life. He can't really deal with anything. He seems to be very deeply depressed. He goes to a therapist who is played by Neil Patrick Harris. As Mr. Anderson's episodes of not being able to tell what is real and what is not real seem to be blurring together. Along the way, we find out that Thomas Anderson is in fact Neo from the original Matrix trilogy. 60 years has passed, and the one that he loves is in fact Trinity from the original Matrix films as well, who is a returning Carrie Ann Moss from the original Matrix films. Thomas Anderson, who is now Neo, gets pulled out of the Matrix world and into the real world by some brand new faces as well as one that's returning from the original Matrix films who isn't quite the same character that we remember. They all band together to save Trinity as well as shut down the new Matrix reality. There. I don't know if that was exactly the best explanation. That was really the best way that I could describe it. The Matrix films for me are kind of on the silly and ridiculous side, but I like the concept of them. I only ever cared for the first one. I thought it was an alright film. It wasn't one of those that I really loved, and it's mostly because when I watch a film like this, I really want to question things. I really prefer to have a film that makes me wonder what actually happened. I want to talk about it with people. At the end of the day, all of the Matrix films kind of spell it out for you. It really is no different here with the Matrix Resurrections. 
all of the Matrix films really do feel like they are on the cusp of being truly mind-blowing, yet it never quite gets there for me. And that's one reason why the series itself I could kind of take or leave. I know that it is a much-loved series, or at least the first one is. The sequels are very much divided when it comes to fan opinion. It should actually be no surprise that The Matrix Resurrections, fans aren't really taking to it too well. Some are absolutely loving it, others are straight up hating it and saying it's one of the worst movies ever made. Is it one of the worst movies ever made? No, it definitely isn't. I'd go so far to say that this is the only sequel to The Matrix that I feel is worthy of actually being a proper follow-up to the original film. One of the big off-putting things about this film to fans, I think, is probably the meta approach. I personally love that kind of plot device. I know it's not for everybody, but it really reminded me of Wes Craven's new Nightmare, which I know it's not a proper sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street or the series, but I really do love that film. I think it's a movie that is brilliant where it's a sequel, but yet it's not, mostly because it's taking place in the real world. A good chunk of The Matrix Resurrections actually does take place in the real world, or what we're led to believe is the real world. It approaches a similar subject matter as the first film, but with a different kind of spin on it. I really did enjoy that, because it's almost like it's a remake of the first film. Maybe that's something that a lot of people didn't like either, is the fact that we've been there, we've seen this, but now it's a little different. I can't help but get the feeling that Lana Wachowski, while jumping at the chance to make a new Matrix film, didn't really want to make this movie. A lot of things that happen in the film feel like a director is almost exercising their demons out on screen in front of us. Which again, personally, I enjoy that when a director puts things that they've experienced in their own life, they go and they put it on screen on display for us to see. One of the big things is that this movie was going to be made no matter what. It's almost just like when they say about it at the very beginning of the film with a new Matrix trilogy of video games are going to be made. What better way to honor the series than have the original creators actually work on it. And I think that's one reason why Lana Wachowski took the job. She didn't actually want to let the film go into someone else's hands. It might have been for the betterment of the series and for the film, but then again you also feel like it's one of your creations. As a true artist it would be tough to have something out there that is made off of something that you created, but yet with this new one you would have had no creative control. It's almost what happened with Star Wars. George Lucas has been very quiet over what's happened with the sequels of Star Wars. He didn't approve of them, obviously. I can't imagine that if this movie would have been made by any other director, that Lana or Lily Wachowski would have actually put their approval on it and said, you know what? That was a great movie. No, they would have felt hurt. So while one of the original creators of The Matrix and The Matrix Trilogy worked on this movie, I can't help but feel that it's almost like her hand was forced to either do this or pass it off to someone else. There is some obvious missteps here that I feel were a little bit too much. Everything is a little too on the nose as far as the different themes with gender. The original Matrix film is supposed to be a transgender story, which is something that only people have noticed now, and I guess the Wachowskis have said about it, and that was their original intent. 
I can't help but feel that maybe some of the themes weren't as present as what they were in this film. It kind of hits you over the head with it. It's a little bit too on the nose. Usually when I watch a film, I prefer a little bit more subtlety to themes in a film or have a theme that's dressed up in something else, such as The Fly. It's obviously a movie about somebody dying from a terminal disease, but yet it wraps it up in a different kind of wrapper and is something that you can see it's present only if you want to see it. The Matrix Resurrection seems to go out of its way to put all of its cards out there on display. I can't deny that Lana Wachowski definitely had something to say with this film, and it's very apparent that I think she made the film that she wanted to make. As someone who does believe in artistic freedom, I have to applaud Lana Wachowski for that, even if it's something that didn't necessarily work for me as the viewer. We could go so far to say that The Matrix Resurrections is a product of woke entertainment, but it's not quite a Star Wars sequels type of situation. I've heard a lot of people comparing this movie to The Last Jedi. That's always the one that everybody likes to go and hate on. And while I don't enjoy Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, I don't feel that this is the same situation, mostly because this is what the original creator of the Matrix films wanted to make. As I stated, I'm not a truly big fan of the original Matrix trilogy. I'm not even a huge fan of this film. I did enjoy it, but it's not one that I'm going to watch repeatedly and think that it's one of my essential favorite films. There is no denying that there is great casting. I think that's one of the things that they got right in the original Matrix films. I think there's some great chemistry between Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. The characters of Neo and Trinity, there is a definite love story there over the course of the original Matrix films, and that love story carries through on this. I kind of like the deja vu of Trinity, known as Tiffany here, not knowing what exactly is going on. She knows that she has a connection to Thomas Anderson, the game designer. She just can't put her finger on what it is. She, as far as she knows, is happily married with kids. But then again, she doesn't even know if she wanted kids. She felt like it was her obligation to do so as a woman. Again, one of the gender themes that's thrown around here that seems a little blatant. I really just feel like the two actors have a lot of chemistry and it's something that truly works in this movie. The thing that doesn't exactly work, and I know it's probably going to be one of the main sticking points for fan outrage, is the fact that Morpheus is back, but it's not the same Morpheus. It's a different one, and he's a mostly digital creation throughout the movie. Morpheus is played by actor Yaha Abdul-Mateen, an actor I genuinely like who was horribly underused in the Candyman reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it. And I feel with the way the Morpheus character is handled, he's kind of shortchanged here as well. I know a lot of people are not going to be happy with the decision on what they did with the Morpheus character. However, the original Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus wound up dying off screen in the Matrix online game that has long been shuttered, even though it is a piece of Matrix history that a lot of us may not know about unless we're a diehard fan. It is nice that the video game was at least acknowledged with the original Morpheus dying. Overall, it just kind of sucks that you can't go and actually experience what that story beat was 
unless you just so happened to play that game, which from my knowledge wasn't all that popular, and the servers are gone, so good luck. Maybe it exists on YouTube as a video, I don't know. Agent Smith does make an appearance here. He was originally played by Hugo Weaving. He is replaced here by actor Jonathan Groff. Notable for being one of the villains of the original Matrix films, I don't know if a lot of people will take to the hero vibe that Smith gives off in this one. That's the best way I'm going to describe it, because I don't want to give it away. I understand where fans may not enjoy that. For one, it's played by a different actor, and for another, it's a different side of the character that we haven't seen before. It's not necessarily a new trope where the villain becomes almost a hero or a savior to one of the main characters. Considering I'm not a Matrix diehard, it didn't bother me. For me personally, I haven't cared for too many of the Wachowskis films. You would probably call me crazy with this, but the only one that I truly enjoyed was Speed Racer, and that's mostly because I was a fan of the anime when I was a kid, and somehow the Wachowskis really tapped into that childhood joy of seeing that anime when I was a kid, but seeing it as an adult in live action. It was truly a cool spectacle to see, especially in IMAX, and I'm talking about true IMAX. It was definitely a great theater experience. I just somehow haven't really gotten into their films. Their produced films, I don't mind. I kind of dug what they were all trying to do in the film Cloud Atlas, and have been told that I really need to see V for Vendetta, which is on my list. All of my complaints about the original Matrix trilogy are definitely still on display here. I feel like the film was overlong. I feel like the original Matrix films were overlong. It was one of the big turnoffs of the original Matrix film, especially since I didn't think the newfound special effects really felt all that special, even though I know that they were revolutionary for the time. That was actually a big reason of why a lot of people went to see the original Matrix film. And as movies have changed over the course of, what, the last 20 years, those special effects don't look all that special today. Which is why I was actually intrigued by the Matrix Resurrections trailers. For one, I saw footage of the original film in the new movie. How in the world could that work? I don't think it exactly works, but the meta approach that was taken definitely worked for me. I think that was where the movie here was its strongest. It's a little too long, it doesn't quite make sense, but yet it does mostly. If anything, The Matrix Resurrections makes me want to check out the first film again and try to view it with a new perspective. I don't exactly want to go back to the sequels, I've seen the second one once, and I don't really want to watch that again. I've seen bits and pieces of the third one, and that didn't do anything for me either. So maybe if I'm bored, I'll revisit the entire trilogy and then review this one. I just don't see it happening. I do want to check out the original movie just to see if I will like it a little bit better now as an adult and seeing this new one, which in my opinion put a very interesting spin on the whole story. I think for The Matrix Resurrections, the ending is going to be a very make or break for everybody. The series does effectively feel closed out to me. I don't think they can really do too much. I think we need to let the Neo and Trinity character alone 
So maybe a spin-off of sorts would be a better approach if they would decide to make a sequel to this. I know Lana Wachowski doesn't really want to be involved in another Matrix film. I don't blame her. She's probably exhausted and said what she had to say and that's it. In reading up on this one, it's kind of funny that in an interview it said, oh, is this the start of a new trilogy? She said no and said, you know what? My producers are over there, meaning, hey, maybe the producers want to make another film, but I don't. Overall, is this a bad movie the way that fans are saying that it is? No, it definitely isn't. As I stated earlier, this is the only sequel to The Matrix that I actually liked. But I think I understand why fans maybe feel a little cheated, especially since they're waiting for a sequel for about, what, 15 years now? And when we as fans don't necessarily get the movie that we want, it's a little heartbreaking, especially if it's a series that we love. But I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at AdamAnalyzes.com. And if you don't do the whole social media thing and would like to reach out to me, you can do so at AdamAnalyzesPodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Why not tell two friends? Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind, happy new year, and good night.